Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. What's up with Thursday? It's not at the beginning of the week. It's not at the end of the week. It's not even in the middle of the week. What's up with Thursday? Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show, where it's Thursday. What's up with Thursday? And now, from the palatial Bob and Sherry Studios on this lovely Thursday. What's up with Thursday? It's Bob and Sherry. Welcome, welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show. Well, the big game. Out, I guess on you can radio. call it the Super Bowl. I mean, you can Are call we it. Allowed we just to? can't. We can't do a Super Bowl contest. We can't go the Bob oh. and Sherry Super Bowl contest because oh, they get okay. all upset about that. But right. you can you, you can say the Super Bowl. Okay, it's so the Super it's Bowl. Interesting. Is- yeah, you're allowed to say it now because you're not you're mm-hmm. not doing you're not profiting off of it. You're allowed to say Super right. Bowl right now. The rules. But people listening are like, It's the Bob going. and Sherry show. I'm not profiting over much of anything right now. So, yeah, but, you you know, know, I feel people are hearing us say this and they're going, wait a minute. They're not allowed to say mm-hmm. Super Bowl. There are instances where we're not allowed to call it the Super Bowl. We have to call it the big game. It's just so stupid. Which is so lame. But well, go so on, lame. Bob, about the big game Super Bowl. You know what that says to me? I, and I never thought of it. I, the NFL owners like money. They, they they seem to really like money. Can I? I wouldn't even say that out loud. They'll sue you. There's they, any, if there's anything they hate more, it's awful. What they yeah. Do. If there's anything they hate more than using the word Super Bowl is they hate being accused of liking money. You best be careful. Okay, it's a typical Bob and Sherry lead-in that takes about two minutes into what we're going to be talking about, and that is the commercials which uh, people used to really get excited about with the Super Bowl. The last couple of years, I don't know, I, I was left kind of cold with most of the commercials. I don't even know if we talked about them very much, but uh, I'm very excited about at least one of them. I have not seen this commercial, but I have heard about it uh, because I am a big fan of Alicia Silverstone, and I have not seen her in very many things of recent, but she is going to be in a commercial for uh, a product in the Super Bowl, and do you remember in Clueless that iconic outfit she wore? It was a plaid, yellow, and black Absolutely. outfit. Absolutely. A little mini skirt me- with knee socks and a little crop with jacket. With white knee you socks. Yep. Yeah. And, and she, she made that outfit famous. They are recreating a, a Clueless moment, and she is wearing, if it's not the exact outfit, a knockoff of that outfit. And Max has right now a bunch of the Super Bowl commercials Let's play the Clueless one, shall we? So let me just explain one thing. Her frenemy, Amber, who is in Clueless, is the one right. she's debating with, and that's played by Elisa Donovan. I used to be pretty clueless about shopping, among other things. Like, when I heard I could save by getting cash back with Rakuten, I was like, as if. But then I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? You can get cash back on all the fashion, even your most capable outfits, at your fave beauty stores. Ooh, eye cream. Not that I need it. (laughs) And on pretty much whatever. Who put that there? In conclusion, you'd have to be butt crazy to shop with that Rakuten. 
Cha-ching. Um, hello. Do I even get a rebuttal? I'm sure it'd be re-brutal. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whoever I wrote predict, it got it right down. That's, that's great. I predict that Rakuten has a huge jump in downloads. Huge I think jump so. after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, the accents, everything was pulled off perfectly. So, so that's one of them. What else do you have, Max? Um, I've got another one. This is uh, the two characters, uh, the two main characters from Breaking Bad. And uh, instead of making crystal meth, they're talking about a snack food. And at the very end of it, if you are a Breaking Bad person, you know who Tuco is. And he makes, oh, an, yeah. he makes an appearance at the end of this one. No, these are the bomb. And they're air popped, not fried. Hot corners. You're an artist. Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply. Mr. White. Jesse. Everyone's going to want to taste and I know just the guy to talk to. What are these? We call them popcorners. <laughs> Say their name. <laughs> popcorners. Time, time, time! Yeah! How much of this stuff do you have? We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Seven! You make seven! Seven. Seven works. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, ben Stiller and Steve Martin together. There's two of these that will play, and they're uh, doing Pepsi Zero, and I'll just play. Hey, I'm actor Ben Stiller. And I'm better actor Steve Martin. What? <laughs> well, you're a comic actor. That's not really acting. Okay, you couldn't act your way out of a paper bag. Oh, you couldn't act your way into the paper bag that I was acting in. That makes no sense. Well, oh, so now we're making sense. Over-actor. Under-actor. Sell-out. You're doing a commercial. So are you. Pepsi Zero Sugar. Tastes great. Screw you. No, screw you. Okay, so there's another <laughs> one that they did, too. I'll play that right now. Hi, I'm Ben Stiller. And I'm Steve Martin. As actors, in a way, we never really stop acting. For example, Ben is acting right now like he's not intimidated standing next to me. And Steve's <laughs> acting like he's not lucky to be here. Oh, and Ben's acting like that whole awkward thing he does is a character, not his actual personality. And Steve's acting like, ooh, I'm Steve Martin, when really he's not so... It's like, okay, we get it. You're like, I mean, whatever, you know, yeah. you know... See what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Banjo player. Nepo baby. <laughs> you know what, Steve, I actually don't want to do this because I'm a huge fan of yours, really. Thank you, and honestly, I'm a big fan of yours. Really? I was acting. So was I. This whole time. That's what we started out talking about, how we're always acting. I was acting the whole time. <laughs> that one is even better. That's clever. They're a pretty good parent. Excellent. Thank you, Max. We might have a couple more of these to uh, run your way to. Plus, morons in the news. It's not far off. This is Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. We are giving you a little preview of some of the Super Bowl commercials that are going to be in the Super Bowl. And, it, it, you know, they're all over the place. If you don't hear it with us, you're going to hear it someplace or see it someplace else prior to uh, the actual Super Bowl. And Max has one. Everybody at one time or another has heard, oh, yeah, Bill over there in accounting, he's a rock star. You know, that term is just thrown around. So some real rock stars are involved in doing a commercial. Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Paul Stanley, who else is in Joan this commercial? Joan Jett, Billy Idol. So they're all in the end up in these office situations where people are calling people rock stars. Hey, corporate types, will you stop calling each other rock stars? You're a rock star. 
You are a rock star. Rock stars, please. You know what it takes to be a rock star? I've trashed hotel rooms in 43 countries. I was on the road since I was 16. I've done my share of bad things. Also, your share of bad things. We know that using Workday for finance and HR makes you great at your job. That don't make you a rock star. Oh, Ted in finance, you're a rock star. Hey, Liz in HR, can you do this? Unless you work with an actual rock star. You are a rock star. Thank you. Who's the new guy? Hi, I'm Oswald. Hello, Oswald. Give it up for Pam. Pam, you are a rock star. <laughs> Paul Stanley comes in. <laughs> it's it's a it's a cool idea because that term has been just absolutely homogenized over the years. Here is Melissa McCarthy for Booking.com. Oh, Booking.com. I'm going to somewhere, anywhere. A beach house, a tree house. Honestly, I don't care. Hello, humidity. A fancy hotel with a sexy garden. Landscape architect. A tiny home with aggressive flair. Somewhere, anywhere. Booking.com? Yeah. You know, I've noticed that that Booking.com has had some really clever ads because uh, they realized that people did not go on vacation for a long time and they were fed up and they were going to have a vacation. And the exasperation that you can hear in their commercials is uh, palatable and and well-placed. All right, what's next? Um, The last one I have here is Dave Grohl for Cron Royal because we're not doing any Bitcoin commercials this year. No. None of that, but a lot of alcohol. So here he is for Cron Royal. Thank you, Ice. Thank you, legendary mixing console for all the years of music you've given us. Thank you, tiny guitar pick. Thank you, main volume knob. I'm sorry I always have you on 10. Thank you, flannel. Keeping the grunge dream alive. Thank you, faders, for making things louder and quieter and louder and quieter. And thank you, silence. All right, let's get back to work. That's pretty good. Love him, too. (laughs) Yeah, Super Bowl ads. Thank you, Max. All right, straight ahead. It is Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is brought to you by Febreze Car. Breathe happy. Febreze Car. Ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With Morons in the News. Atlanta Georgia man was arrested for allegedly using a broken window at the DeKalb County Jail to deliver some items that shouldn't have been delivered. When I first read that headline that they were delivering uh, contraband through a broken window in the jail, all I could think about was not Atlanta, Georgia. I just thought about Mayberry, North Carolina. What's up with that? Do they not, you know, check the windows in the prison? So there's this area and some guy got through the guards in that area. And here's what he left for some of his buddies inside. It was a bag that contained cocaine, packs of cigarettes, wait for it now, lighters, marijuana, wait for it, ear pods, hex keys, glue gel, we're not there yet, candy, jewelry, charging cords, and cooked chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you need. 
<laughs> for some reason, it, it was the cooked chicken wings that got me. That and the jewelry. I don't want to know what you're doing with the jewelry inside the prison. I really don't want to know. But anyway, they uh, finally, they, they have this thing, our eyes in the sky operation, uh, caught this man and uh, foiled the delivery. I think the eyes in the sky need to check all of the windows all the time. Sherry? At the prison, yeah. Um, today's moron of the day is a story out of Orange County, Florida. Guy comes home from work. He, You know, he's in the construction business. He's worked hard. He's tired. And as he's walking through his house, there are three strangers in there. Whoa! Mm. The three suspects took one look at the homeowner, and they jumped out the window. And as the homeowner approached... The, one of the burglars, two men and a woman, said, if you get any closer, I'm going to slash you. So the people, the three burglars go through the window, and the homeowner races after them, jumps behind the wheel of his work dump truck, and pursues them. They're wow. on foot, and he's chasing them in a, dunk tr- in a dump truck. He's got one hand on the steering wheel and the other hand on his cell phone. He's calling 911. He's giving turn-by-turn directions to the deputies chasing the trio in his dump truck they're on foot running toward meadowbrook middle school and there they go over the fence and they're in the grounds of the middle school deputies come squealing into the parking lot the dump truck owner is out of the dump truck he's racing toward the three suspects still hollering into their into his phone they're over there and that's when the deputies busted two of them on school property and the two immediately turned around and said, see that guy over there? He's our accomplice. So they were able to arrest all three and charge them with burglary and criminal mischief and trespassing on school property. And they were rats. They ratted out they their and buddies. They were, rats. they were rats. So here's what we have here. It took three of you to break into this poor man's home. A dump truck is not a, a NASCAR. He still caught you while chasing you in a yeah. dump truck that he was driving one-handed. Yeah. And is there any worse nightmare than fleeing to a middle school? I know. That's a bad choice. And then that's getting a, arrested? For a variety of reasons. But you know at what really school? jumped out at me with this story? The main thing that got our attention was the guy ratted him out. What does that say about us? Oh, that we have honor. That's what that says about us. Is that us. what it says? That okay. we're people with right. honor. Just, just checking. I'm just checking. We're going to post this moron of the day up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. And while you're there, if you have not yet listened to the podcast episode we released on Monday, Doc tells an amazing story of kind of discovering who his grandfather was as a person, not just as a granddad through some of the incredible work he did. And and I don't want to give anything away because I want you to hear it. It's one of my favorite episodes that we've done in a long, long time. And the podcast is free. Even if you've never listened to it, it's free. You can get it anywhere you get your podcast. It's on our website. There's a link on our Facebook. But this is an incredible family story that Doc uncovered. And just an amazing I get emotional when I think about it. Just an amazing tribute to his granddad. So you can find that at um, the Bob and Cherry Facebook and at bobandcherry.com. Straight ahead, the world's scariest game of hide and seek. It's Bob and Cherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Cherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Cherry.
This happened in Bangladesh. A group of kids was playing hide and seek. And one of the boys, a 15-year-old named Fahim, found what he thought, man, this is the perfect hiding spot. It was a shipping container. So he goes into the shipping container and tucks himself in the corner and he waits to be found. While he's waiting, he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, he's locked inside. Mm. Fahim spent the next six days locked inside that shipping container. No oh, food, no. no water. <gasps> How did he and survive? On, well, six days later, staff at Port Klang in Malaysia heard knocking and shouting come in, coming from inside a shipping container that had recently arrived from Bangladesh. They were like, wait, what? So they called 911, their version of it, and they unlocked it. And out walks a young emaciated boy Fahim hid in the shipping container in Bangladesh and was rescued six days later in Malaysia isn't that he, so, he must have been like licking uh, moisture off the yeah. wall or something like that you can't go that long without water wow he was dazed disoriented dehydrated um, they gave him something to eat medical personnel examined him he didn't speak the local language um, he was trying to communicate with medics. They ended up taking him to the hospital. And immediately after rescuing him, they thought maybe he was a victim of human trafficking. But then somehow they were able to put the story together that he was playing hide and seek. And they said he just made a bad decision. There was no crime. Just, you know, kids being kids, being kind of stupid. You do, do you wonder how, how, often, his how often that happens. Oh, they must have yeah. been out of their minds, yeah. How frantic they were. Yeah. Happy yeah. ending, though. Um, first yeah, of all, it he, sure was. he won hide-and-seek. He completely won the game <laughs> that day. And yeah. he was reunited with his family, and, you know, no harm was done. But you, you forget when you grow up how many bad ideas you have as a kid and it's how true. lucky you are to even be here. Because so uh, some many of them of I can't even ideas, think back on. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. I know it's Would frightening what tragedy. kids will do. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Worst hide and seek or best, depending on your <laughs> viewpoint. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Happy Hour, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I am reading a book about the history of radio and TV, and it is so interesting. The first episode of I Love Lucy, it, I, I learned some things I never knew, and it's bizarre. It is for younger people right now. This is before any of our time. This happened 
I think it was 1951, so it's your grandparents or maybe your great-grandparents' era, the very dawn of television, and they want to put Lucille Ball, Lucy, in a situation comedy. And she says, okay, I'd like to do that, but I want my husband, Desi, who is a Q- actual Cuban band leader, I want him to be my husband. Oscar Hammerstein, who was a great lyricist, said to the producers, uh, keep the redhead, ditch the Cuban. They had to argue and argue to get her actual husband to play the part of her actual husband. Finally, they acquiesced. He got the job. They couldn't find a sponsor. They finally get the Philip Morris Company, which produces cigarettes. And off they are with the first episode. And I'm just going to read. The producers found a sponsor, the Philip Morris Company. It premiered on Monday, October 15th, 1951. The first episode was called The Girls Want to Go to a Nightclub. Now, in the early I Love Lucy days, Lucy, of course, is kind of wacky. She's a housewife, and she so wants to be in show business. But Ricky is having none of that, right? So, and and this is how it started out. The very first episode, they've got a shot of the Ricardo's New York apartment. The camera is on the door, and then it slowly pans over to a man named John Stevenson, who is an announcer, standing there just as the show begins in a suit and tie. And he says, good evening and welcome. In a moment, we'll look in on Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. But before we do, may I ask you a very personal question? The question is simply this. Do you inhale? Well, I do. And chances are you do too. And because you inhale, you're better off, much better off, smoking Philip Morris, and for good reason. You see, Philip Morris is the one cigarette proved definitely less irritating, definitely milder than any other leading brand. That's why when you inhale, you're better off smoking Philip Morris. And now, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz in I Love Lucy. Now that is bizarre. (laughs) And then it starts, and here's the premise. Desi and um, who is the who is the other old man? Fred, the neighbor, Fred. Fred Mertz. Fred Mertz. They want to go out for a night, you know, to a nightclub together. Boys' night out, and they've already arranged to meet two gals when they go out, and it's taken for granted that that's cool. But, of course, Lucy wants to go to the nightclub with Ethel, and they concoct some sort of a crazy scheme, and they show up and blah, blah, blah. But the whole thing of the guys meeting two gals as company while they're out on the town without their wives is just overlooked. How was that overlooked? Like how? That's a good question. This was all I could see conservative time i yes. mean how in the world was that overlooked i think the implication was there's not going to be any any sexual you know encounter or something like that but they were going to have a couple of babes that they were going to be meeting and having a good time and some drinks and listen to some music i thought you know what wow it's, oh okay i hear you i hear you but dating is still discouraged once you're married it is people and i think in especially 
Did you say this was 1951? I feel like especially in 1951, you yeah, were discouraged yeah. from dating. Wow. And and the feeling was they were these were just two, I don't know, showgirls. I don't even know what a showgirl is in, in a New York nightclub, and they were going to go out and they're going to be on their arms. It just blew me away. The other thing was the famous um, Lucy episode where she's pregnant. The producers and CBS fought it, and they wanted to put Lucy like behind a couch, just disguise the fact that she's pregnant. And Desi went to the producers and said, here's the deal. She's pregnant. We're going to do it in real life. That's the way it is, or we walk. And they, the CBS had no choice because the show had gone from number nothing to number one. It was so, the reason CBS, for the first time, CBS TV made a profit. So I just want to point something out, okay? Um, this, is, this is how weird the culture was and is. It was considered unseemly and scandalous to show a pregnant woman on television, pregnant by her husband who's playing her husband on the show. That's why they wanted to conceal her pregnancy, because I've read about right. this, that it was right. considered gross and mm -hmm. way too intimate and way too sexual. So we have to hide the pregnant lady behind a couch. But her husband and his gruesome neighbor hooking up with showgirls at the Copa, that's a plot line for the premiere Isn't episode. Isn't that something? I know. Isn't that, isn't that something? And by the way, the CBS fought it and fought it and fought it, the pregnancy thing. When it aired... When she was about to give birth, and she gave birth within, I think, a few hours of shooting that uh, that episode, it was the most popular television show in the history of television up to then. 58% or 60% of the country turned, tuned in to see it. So the Ricardos were right. If you haven't seen the movie with uh, Nicole Kidman, I, I thought she was terrific in it. It was a great movie last year. Anyway, wow. boy, how can you imagine... Wow. How times have changed. Do you inhale? It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. Hey, we want to celebrate you and your bestie by sending you on an incredible trip together. How does this sound? We're going to fly you to Tampa. We're going to hook you up with a rental car. You're going to stay for three nights at the Don Cesar. You're going to have tickets to the Clearwater Marine Aquarium and the Dolly Museum and dinner aboard the yacht Starship Cruise. How's that sound? Does that sound like a good time for you and your bestie? We don't care who your bestie is. We, we don't care. Your bestie can be anybody. Your mom, your wife, your sister, your childhood friend. Just post a picture of the two of you at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com and you could win this incredible Best Friends Florida Flyaway Vacation. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Well, how are things going where you work, folks? I still haven't figured out how it's going to shake down. Are people going to be able to continue working from home who want to do that? Is it going to be a 50-50 split? Are companies ditching expensive real estate and going to the suburbs? I can't figure it out yet. I think we're still in Can flux. But I was, I was fascinated by this website where people just posted what's going on in their workplace. I'm going to read a few of them to you and see if you can relate to any of these. This first person said, and by the way, they uh, submitted this anonymously. I asked my boss for a raise. He said, what for? I told him three different companies are after me. He asked which ones. And I said, gas, water, and electric. 
I love that. I just love this. Now, this is very clever of, um, of, of a boss. A friend used to take sales candidates out for lunch. He had an arrangement with his friend who owned the restaurant they were going to eat at. Always had the candidate's order screwed up. So the person who wants to get the job, it's his order screwed up. And my friend would note how they dealt with it, either graciously and just ate the food or politely pointed out or, you know, get real pissy about it. And that was one of the things that they would use as far as hiring them. What do you think about that? I think it's kind of clever in a way, actually. I think people show you who they are in moments like that. I agree with you. And to your question about full remote or whatever, we have a family member who's um, just out of school and looking for jobs. And every job has been full remote. Now, she's in oh, like is that a right? specific kind of industry, but every, yeah, yeah. every job has been. I was shocked. That Everyone. Every position has been full remote. Yeah. Now, it could just be the industry or whatever, but yeah. it was, yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Because Wall Street, they're, they're saying, nah, you people got to come back in here. You're making a lot of money and you, you know, you need to talk to each other, blah, blah, blah. I think some places it's better if, if you're interacting, but a lot of jobs, you know, you could do it from wherever you are. Uh, the next post stop glamorizing long hours. This person said, they said, can you explain the gap on your resume? And the response was, can you explain the gap on your staff? Ooh. (laughs) That's pretty good. That is pretty good. My manager just asked me if I wanted to take on more responsibility. You know, like more work, leadership, managing a team. I asked if it came with a title bump and a pay raise too. And she said no. I said no too. Boy, we hear about that all the time in our business, don't we? Take on more. Oh, please. Take on more work. Does it come with any more money? Yeah, about five bucks a week. A typical job interview at my company is a conversation between two liars. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, how how many of us have told the complete truth when being interviewed, right? It's kind of human nature to fudge it a little bit. I remember I went for a for a radio job interview when I was in college, and they play this really adult music, and I can remember the guy saying, "Well, I'm." Do you like uh, Henry Mancini? That, that's the sort of music we play. And I went on and on about, you know, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> I got the job. Um, this next post is, your salary is just your company's monthly subscription of you. I never looked at it that way before. Isn't but that, that interesting? Is that not an interesting way to look at it? It's you. It's your monthly, it's the monthly subscription of you. That, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Or, or when, when, when you and I are in a different situation, you know, it's our, we had contracts, right? It was a subscription of Bob and Sherry. That, that's what it was. That's a very, um, that's probably a pretty helpful way to look at it, actually. I know it. I yeah, it. It's, it's, it's a very uh, clear-eyed way of looking at it. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is brought to you by HelloFresh. Use code Bob and Sherry 22 at HelloFresh.com slash Bob and Sherry 22. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Joe Lysette. Because I've been in my childhood bedroom most of my life, I've got no stuff, got no furniture. The amount of aunties and uncles trying to lump 
coffee tables, mugs. Everyone's got a bloody mug to give you. I got a mug from my auntie which has got a motivational quote on it, and I hate a motivational quote. The quote is, <laughs> you've got the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. <laughs> but not the resources, Janet. <laughs> Peter said, that's bollocks, isn't it? And he went, yeah, so did Rose West. See how that turned out. I was like, wasn't my issue with the mug, but you go for it, darling. I've become a bit obsessed with TAP because I'm on my local sell and swap Facebook group. If you're not on yours, there will be one in your local area. Have a look at it after the show. What it is, if you're not familiar with the sell and swap concept, it's people with nothing to do with their lives trying to sell and swap utter s*** that they Houses. There was a woman on there the other day. She wanted to swap these sausages. She bought some cauldron vegetarian sausages. She realised they weren't vegan. She wanted to swap them for a bag of fruit. E.g. plums. I know what fruit is. I don't need an example. What is this fruit? Some of the you get on here. Wooden snail. Right. Four comments. Who's looking at that going, I need more information. What is that? I don't know what that is. Unusual unglazed vase. You say unusual. I think someone's wrapped some ham round itself. That's what this one's... It's horrible, isn't it? Horrible. Uh, this one's particularly bad. This is... Um, I'll zoom in on this one. About 120 adult DVDs can easily sell for a pound each, so good profit. Open your boot at work and let the lads dive in. <laughs> Of course I'm trolling this group, of course I am, with my character Christopher Butterslip, there he is. That's a drawing I did of Mickey Flanagan, they didn't go very well. Done a lot of good work with Christopher, I'm very proud of the work I've done with Christopher. First thing I did, there was a girl, she was selling a Jean-Paul Sartre book for £4. She'd used it in her dissertation, she needed it no longer. She put it on the sell and swap. I got in touch with Christopher, I said, just out of curiosity, could you take a picture of the first page? And because she had nothing to do with her day, within minutes a picture emerged on the group. So then I put, and now the second page. <laughs> I got to five pages before she realised I was trying to read the book through the picture. <laughs> Oh, this one was good fun. Little Sammy's grown out of these ocean pals. I've also got about four copies of the Gruffalo, looking to swap for something a bit more grown-up, she said. <laughs> no, some of you are further along here. <laughs> I suggested knives and saws. That's what I suggested. <laughs> a nice selection of knives and saws. <laughs> she put, ha, not quite what I had in mind. <laughs> about it for a little while. Is that... Oh, I've got some adult DVDs. Let the lads die <laughs> Favourite thing I've done on the sell and swap, it's pathetic this, I set myself up for a joke. I listed my own thing. I listed a bag of butter mints for £1. Christopher Butterslip, bag of butter mints, £1. Logged out, logged in as me, Joe Lysick, commented, what condition are these in? Logged back out, in as Christopher Butterslip, mint condition. Very happy with that. <laughs> oh. I'm a bell and aren't I? Uh, he's funny. He's funny. There are a few British uh, uh, um, references that I didn't get, but he's still funny, isn't he? 
the idea if you've ever bought or negotiated with someone on Facebook Marketplace, nine, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, it's whatever, it's fine. But there's always that one where mm-hmm. I've seen this happen. Somebody will put up like a really nice love seat asking $200. Will you take 30? Well, no, we're, you know, we really need 200 for it. And then they get called names. Like people. Yeah, yeah. Mar- Mary's done that when we were when we moved and sold some things. Mary experienced the same thing. Dining room set, eight chairs, mahogany uh, table in perfect condition, two hundred dollars. I'll give you three dollars. But could you drop it off? Go, the people that go mahogany. Who wants yeah, that? Right. Well, clearly right. not. You keep scrolling. Okay. I know. I know. We'll get that posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is time now for What's on Bob's Mind. And I'll tell you what's on my mind right now. You know what it is? Danger. Danger is on my mind right now. My wife is on Facebook all the time, and I am not. And she just told me. I think it was yesterday that my first wife, who I do not mention on the show, but uh, I, I am going to right now. My first wife posted on Facebook, she tripped over her cat, broke her jaw, and has had her jaw wired shut. And it's going to be wired shut for at least two or three weeks. Do your own ex-wife jokes. I am not here for that, okay? Tripping is a, one of the m- most dangerous things things that can happen to people. I know of two other people who tripped, you know, take it out the garbage or whatever, and they and they land up in the hospital. You want to hear some other things that are dangerous that people don't think about? Over the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You want to hear some other ones? All right. Let's start with this one. Mozzarella sticks, statistically, are the most choked on foods in America. Why? Because you can't get them into your mouth fast enough, so you lose all sense of decorum and control? Well, there you go. And we eat so many of them. We eat so many of them. Uh, Here's the next one. Falling coconuts cause about 150 deaths annually. 150 people worldwide are taken out by coconuts, making them 10 times, 10 times more dangerous than sharks. So let me ask you this. Why hasn't A&E come up with like a coconut week? You know? Wow, not since Gilligan's Island have I given that much thought to a coconut. Well, you better if you what go someplace like the South what Pacific a, or Florida. Well, then no danger. But what a terrible way to go, seriously. No. Does that not sound like something that would happen Did, to you and me? Didn't that happen no. to Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones? Wasn't a coconut yeah, didn't he did. get him. He fell out of the tree. He oh, fell out of the he tree. Didn't. He fell out of a coconut tree. Oh, wow. He fell out of the coconut tree. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a shock. True. Um, People are going to say to me, if this happens to you, Bob, they're going to go, yeah, but Sherry, focus on the fact that he was on vacation. And I'm going to have to say, did you ever meet the man? Because that's not enough. No. Being on vacation is not enough. It's not going to be enough. That's right. Folks, it's a dangerous world. Take it from Bob, because that is what's on Bob's mind. 
It's Bob and Sherry. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Radio 10. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It's Talk Back Time. If you have our app, it's free in Google Play in the Apple Store. When you download it, there's a little microphone in the bottom center of the screen that you can tap and talk, and the app will do the rest. And the app is really handy because you can listen to the show live in real time. You can catch up on all the podcasts. You can text the studio, you can enter contests, or you can get all old school and call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Hi, Bob and Sherry. My name is Sammy Ireland, and I'm a teacher in Herman, Maine. I listen to your show every morning on my drive to work, and this morning I heard you guys talking about MRIs and just how awful they are. Uh, I wanted to add to that conversation because I have some pretty gnarly uh, MRI stories myself. Um, My family, we have a genetic predisposition to cancer. We have a genetic disorder. And so we have to get full body MRIs every year. Uh, Ever since I was 13, I've been doing this. And um, when I was younger, I used to move around a lot and it took about two hours to get through these full body MRIs and they were just awful. I'm extremely claustrophobic. And so I would have like anxiety attacks Um, or they would just have to literally put me under anesthesia and just knock me out cold to get through it. And, um, now obviously now that I'm an adult, I get through it a little easier. I can get through it, um, in about an hour or so. But I just remember this one time when I was probably about 14 or 15, I was trying to get through this incredibly long MRI and I had lasted about an hour and a half, an hour 45 And I just needed to be strong and push through. I was about ready to push my panic button and have them pull me out in tears. And I just needed something to focus me and get me through the last few minutes. And suddenly, miraculously, on the headphones that they had given me, One Direction came on. And I just told myself, just focus on Harry Styles' voice. Just let the One Direction boys lead you through this. And they got me through. I just focused. They brightened my spirits. And they saved the day, as they always have for me. My loves, especially Harry Styles. Oh, shout out to him. And I just wanted to share that story with you guys. Thanks for always being there for me in the mornings. Bye. What a story. Bye, Sammy. And hey, um, can you guys make a note the next time the People's Movie Critic has to get his knee looked at um, to have some One Direction coming through <laughs> the MRI tube? Boy, um, I'm glad that Sam, I'm glad that Sammy called and showered Harry Styles with love because he's still getting it handed to him after the Grammys the other night when 
he won album of the year, uh, which people thought was a travesty. And then he said that people like him don't win Grammys, which left the entire world confused. I think we have Max. Do you still have um, Harry's speech? Um, man, um, I've been so, so inspired by every artist in this category with me at a lot of different times in my life. I listen to everyone in this category when I'm alone and um, I think like on nights like tonight, it's obviously so important for us to remember that there is no such thing as best in music. Um, I don't think any of us sit in the studio thinking, making decisions based on what is going to get us one of these. This is really, really kind. I'm so, so grateful. I'm going to pass it over to my collaborators who are... I'm just so... Uh, this doesn't happen to people like me very often, and this is so, so nice. Thank you very, very much. So uh, when he said it doesn't happen to people like him very much, was he referring to he's more of a pop act and not uh, an intellectual uh, lyricist, uh, I, songwriter? I, I, I would know. guess I do, that's, that's the case. I do know that it's been very, very hard in pop music for very, very good-looking white men to make any headway. It has just been so challenging for them. <laughs> so I'm just like, thank God. No, I think that's what he God, meant, though. Harry. I, I, you know what was surprising? I didn't watch much of the Grammys. It was surprising that Bonnie Raitt won for, I think it was uh, Record of the Year. And um, all over the place online and even in that building, people are saying, who is Bonnie Raitt? I've never heard of her. It's amazing the uh, how one generation is just so removed from the previous or the next generation's music, you know? Um, because help, help me out here. People didn't know who Bonnie Raitt was. Oh yeah, that was a big thing online and murmurs throughout <laughs> that throughout that building. Who is she? Who is that? Who is that old lady up there? Bonnie? Who? Yeah, they didn't know. Well, that is nothing to be proud of. People. No, I know, but I, I think he was Raitt. referring to the fact that he's you know he was in a boys band. He's uh, you know he's a really talented guy, but he's also an actor. He's also I mean he's pop culture, and I think he was thinking yeah. you know usually pop culture guys don't get this particular. Award. Oh, never. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. I mean, I'm a one D fan, and I love Harry Styles, but I I saw that acceptance speech, and I was like, Harry, I do not know which oppressed group you're aligning with right now, but. <laughs> Unless it's really beautiful young British guys wearing my Aunt Rosemary's prom dress. I, I don't know. <laughs> I All right, know straight here. ahead from the Atlantic magazine, what is the actual meaning of the work wife or the work husband? And are you one of them? Do you have one of them? It's straight ahead right here with Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. You have until tomorrow to nominate a family that could use a little bit of help filling the fridge. I mean, we all know how insane grocery prices are. It's nuts. So we've asked our friends at HelloFresh to kick in, and they did with a $112 gift certificate. We got another $100 Visa gift card on top of that. Take a bite out of a week's worth of groceries. We're going to keep everything private and anonymous because ain't nobody's business if you're going through it right now. 
You can nominate somebody that you know at work, your neighborhood, church, family member at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This headline from The Atlantic magazine really uh, grabbed my attention because I've been working with the same woman for like three decades. Here's the headline. The bizarre relationship of a work wife and a work husband. The work marriage is a strange response to our anxieties about mixed gender friendships heightened by the norms of a professional environment. I'm just going to read from this. You may, If you're not in one of these, you may know somebody who is. It started out as a fairly typical office relationship. You ate lunch together, joked around during breaks. Maybe you bonded over a shared infinity for escape rooms or whatever. Over time, you became fluent in the nuances of each other's workplace beefs. By now, you vent to each other so regularly that the routine frustrations of professional life have spawned a carousel of inside jokes that uh, lessen the day-to-day pressures that you chat that that you're involved with. You chat about your lives outside of work too, but a lot of times you don't have to talk at all. If you need to be rescued from a conversation with an overbearing coworker, a pointed glance will do. You aren't Jim and Pam because there isn't anything romantic between you, but you can kind of see why people might suspect that there is. And two people studied this. They were communication experts and researchers. Their names were McBride and Bergen. And they defined a work spouse relationship as, quote, a special platonic friendship with a work colleague characterized by a close emotional bond, high levels of disclosure and support and mutual trust, honesty, loyalty and respect. So um, what I just read, that is you and me. <laughs> I mean, we would be case studies for this for this article. I'm looking back on this. Uh, it, it spawned a carousel of inside jokes that lessen the pressures of the day. You chat about your lives outside of work a lot. And this one really jumped out at me. A lot of times you don't have to talk at all. If you need to be rescued from a conversation of a, or from an overbearing coworker, a pointed glance will do. Have we not been in meetings where I will just slowly move my head over to you and wait on your eyes? And we both kind of know it's rap time. Or can you believe what this jackass is saying? We we were legendary for being insubordinate without saying a single word. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I know that I've told the story before, but I was sitting with the two of you at a restaurant that had that butcher block paper on it. And they would put crayons on the table. And, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the person that was speaking was just about at the end of their their term uh, being our program director. And you guys were doing little cartoons of hangmen and all kinds of stuff. I drew a long, bloody knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I drew the uh, gallows and the person That's being right. hanged. <laughs> and I was just trying to keep from cracking up. <laughs> That was that person was letting us in on their philosophy about programming. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. their philosophy was going to be in effect for about two more weeks. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. My philosophy, Bob and Sherry, is play the song until the audience begs for mercy. That's how yeah, we got. Right. What was the criminal Noriega? That's how we got Manuel Noriega. That's how we're going to get these <laughs> listeners. 
<laughs> over and over and over. Oh my god! But I, but excuse me, did do, do the people want to hear tub thumping by Chumbawamba this many times in an right. hour? They do, Bob right. and Sherry. This is something. Yeah, they that, love oh, it. Oh, it's their favorite. They expertise. can't get enough of it. Yeah. Um, I just I just think it is uh, an interesting uh, circumstance. You know, I mean, going in, in, into uh, radio station work, television work, I never thought of that, that I that I would might I might have a work wife and I might be a work husband. I don't think that the concept even uh, was discussed, Listen, you know, in your you, grandparents time, but it existed. You have such a work wife. I do things for you. Like, I do the kind of things for you that I would do for my husband. Like, I make your travel arrangements for you. Sometimes I book your airplane tickets. Um, And then I say things like, now listen, make sure you bring a coat. And when you get there, it's already paid for. Don't you give them any more money, okay? And you call me if you have a problem. (laughs) Tell me that that's that's not the most extreme work-wifing. That's not nagging now, is it? Is that, that's not oh, yeah. nagging. I live to do little chores for you. And then have you called me doing those chores <laughs> nagging. Thank you. I knew I'd get that. I love it. Let me, let me tirelessly oh, serve you your lordship. Here we and then go. apologize to you for having nagged you by doing so. All right. Oh, all right. God. Stop it. You better, you know, look I just at me. Did, I, I, I want a house. I will not look at you. I was just I, making, it's I was my making turn. a ha-ha. And look now you've turned you into me something house. dark. You can turn you some, buy yeah. me a house right now. It's <laughs> Bob and Sherry. Can you believe this? It's brought to you by State Farm. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this shit. I cannot believe this We're going to talk about Lupercalia, which is a pagan, the pagan version of uh, Valentine's Day. And this is love. Oh, good. Month. So, no, but listen. Like sometimes you, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, it's like the fall of Rome or, oh, we're living in the last days of Rome. When you like, yeah. know what they were up to in the last days of Rome, no. you're like not even a little bit surprised that they're not around anymore because it was crazy. Like Lupercalia yeah. was held on February 15th. And um, a lot of historians say that our version of Valentine's Day, which is named after St. Valentine's, is actually like the grandchild of Lupercalia, which was this bloody, violent, insane celebration um, that was all meant to ward off evil spirits and infertility. Nobody knows exactly how it started, but it goes all the way back to the 6th century BC. So here's the legend. There was this ancient king named King Amulius, and he had these twin nephews. They found at Rome, Romulus and Remus. Yeah, And he was so ticked off at their mother because she broke her vow of celibacy that he was like, you get you those twin babies and you throw them in the river. That'll teach her. But a servant was like, you asshole, and took pity on the babies. And instead of throwing them in the river, put them in a little basket. And the right. god of the river carried the basket and the twin boys down the river where it got snagged on the branches of a wild fig tree. Who heard the babies crying but a nearby she-wolf who was like, oh, my God, King Amulius. You. And she rescued those babies and she mm-hmm. raised them as her own. But, of course, they were human babies and she was a wolf. So there were some, you know, some challenges there. Some issues, those yeah. baby boys. Mm-hmm. The children were later adopted by a shepherd and his wife and they learned. 
they learned how they got where they were. So they killed the king who'd ordered their death. And then they found the den of the she-wolf who'd rescued them. And they named her Lupercal. And then they created a festival in her honor, Lupercalia. And it was celebrated every year on February 15th. And it would begin at the cave, at a, a symbolic cave where the she-wolf who, ra- who rescued the babies was. And they would, uh, they'd sacrifice a couple of goats. Let me tell you something about the ancient Romans. You did not want to be a goat, okay? Because the ancient <laughs> Romans were like, oh, is it two o'clock on a Thursday? Let's sacrifice a goat. Like any occasion <laughs> right. led right. to a goat sacrifice. So um, they had this group of Roman priests that would sacrifice the goat. And then two of the priests would be stripped naked and smeared with the goat's blood. And then they would dance around while everybody else laughed. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't sound like a really good time. After the, the slaying of the goat, the blooding of the priest, the naked dancing, and the laughter, then the feasting would begin. And when the feast was over, um, the, the, the priests would cut strips of goat hide from the sacrificed goats oh. And then they'd run around spanking any woman they could reach with a goat strip. Then um, all the women's names would be in a jar. And the Mm -hmm. men during the festival would randomly choose a woman's name from the jar. And they would be a couple for the duration of the festival. But sometimes they fell in love and got married and lived happily ever after. Over time, the whole naked, bloody chasing of women and spanking them with goat leather that kind of fell out of fashion. People were like, you know what? We're not savages here. This is undignified. So what they did then was they celebrated in the exact same I think it's way. made a resurgence in West Hollywood from what I've heard. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, all they did to change it was um, the mm-hmm. men remained fully clothed while chasing the women around to spank them right. with goat thongs. Right. And there you have the early days of Valentine's Day. Dang. How you know, kooky is that? You know what? If you uh, if you were raised by a she-wolf, even your she-wolf mother would give you some crap about having to pick you up after 10 o'clock on middle school madness. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I've stayed up this late and you're covered in goat blood. Exactly. Blood. I know. Yeah. So um, here's a fun little fact. There's a famous um, hist- uh, ancient Roman historian named Plutarch who wrote The Life of Julius Caesar. Uh-huh. And... Part of how Julius Caesar and Mark Antony got so much beef between them, it wasn't just, you know, the whole Cleopatra thing. There was a lot of beef between Caesar and Mark Antony. And it was because during one of these crazy goat sacrificing naked men chasing women Lupercalia feasts, Mark Mm -hmm. Antony approached Julius Caesar and offered Mm -hmm. him the gift of a golden crown. And Caesar rejected the gift. (laughs) And that was a diss. And there we have, you know, the very beginnings of the kind of beef that brings down empires. I mean, if somebody offered me a golden crown, I would have taken it. I would have taken a Burger King crown with the old station we lived in. That's how pissy Caesar was. He was like, I'd like a golden crown, but not from your foul hands. Yeah. 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 Guys hate that. They they really hate that. That's very good. That's very interesting. So be glad that this Valentine's Day... The only thing required of you is flour and chocolates. I don't need you to sacrifice a goat, take off your clothes, smear yourself with blood, chase your wife around with a strip of leather. That's an 
For any man that thinks flowers is a lot, folks, it used right. to be a lot more is what we're saying. We're so lucky. Yeah. We're so lucky. <laughs> there you go. Happy Lupercalia, everyone. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. Uh, can I give the folks a little behind-the-scenes uh, look at the Bob and Sherry show here very briefly, Sherry? Sure. We work yeah. We work with so many wonderful program directors around the country, and they will send us, you know, little promo ads they want us to do. Like if they have, oh, I don't know, a spring uh, festival or something, you know, we'll, we'll announce, hey, the spring festival is coming up. Don't forget, make plans, you know, that sort of thing. So somebody uh, sent us a uh, request. And they said, this is for a promotion that's coming up. It's a train ride in the woods or something like that. Could you get the two of them to do it? Not just Sherry or not just Bob. Could you get the two of them? And I looked at that (laughs) phrase, the two of them. Do you think that we've been referred to that way? That's been used a lot Do you really think so? Yeah. The two of them. Those two. And we should have named our company those two. Those two. And the two of them. The two and of them I'm especially. I tell you, when people <laughs> yeah. refer to you as those two and the two of them, yeah. it's usually not in a good way. You know who, I bet, I know who used to call us that all the time. You know that, uh, that sales person, the woman in oh, the old yeah. station? She, I bet she referred yeah. to us as the two of them. You know, why was she doing that? We are so those nice. We're, we're so nice. You know, To each other. <laughs> Maybe this is why that's, they call us that's the two what's of always them. confused us. We're like, we are delightful yeah. to each other. <laughs> no, we're delightful to most people. Come on now. Come on now. We are. Not to them, though. Well, to they them, we're those two. To yeah, them, we're those, we're those two, two. And the two of them. Yeah, well, we had names for them, too. So, na 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 na. Yeah. We would tell you the names we had for them, but we can't. Oh, you can't. <laughs> no. no, that's right. That's right. So, I'm okay with that. I just really I feel terrible that we didn't call when we were doing CDs, one of the CDs, the two of them. Would have been perfect. It would have been you're right. We missed an opportunity yeah, there. We did. Right, well, we you know what? I'm going to make a note. I'm writing it yeah. down right now. Good. That's great. Uh, it's Bob and Sherry, the two of them. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's clean, O-R-I-G-I-N.com, code RADIO10. The Bob and Sherry Vault is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts, your professional parts people. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. So Sherry was looking at this uh, Twitter uh, feed, and there were some people talking about breakups and how horrible they were, and one led to another to another. Let's go to Mary Beth. Hi, Mary Beth. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. He did not break up with you on Valentine's Day. He did indeed. Oh, he! how did he do it? No. How did he I, do it? Well, things had been a, a little rough, but no fighting, no crosswords, no nothing. I would ask him what's wrong, and he'd say, oh, I hate my job, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I work in the public schools in West Virginia, and it was on Valentine's Day, and we had a horrible snow, so snow was canceled. 
So I slept in a little bit, got up. My Valentine's card was in the bathroom. Well, that's nice. So I walked down in the kitchen with his card in my hand, and he looks at me and he said, I don't love you. I haven't loved you for a year. You have to go. So I, I turned around, walked away, and he said, where are you going? I said, well, if it's okay, I'm going to take a shower so I can go ahead and leave. And that was that. I don't love you. I haven't loved you for a year. You need to go. You need to go. What was with What was with the Valentine's card? I'm not real sure, but I still have it. You know, every now and again, I get it out. You know, just only like, only a woman. I'm with you, Bob. Only a woman would keep it. This is a great. This is the great premise for Brad Paisley's next song. It is. It, it really. Yeah, is. that's right. What did the card I'm say? The card. Mary Beth, what did the card say? Oh, you know, well, you know, love you forever, hugs and kisses, hugs and kisses. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, question, question. Yeah. Um, how come you had to go? How come he didn't go? Yeah. He had moved into his house. Oh, so, okay. You know, that's okay. But I hadn't sold my house yet. So I did have a place to go, and I think that made it easier for him. Maybe, you know, yeah. I, I wasn't out in the snow. I did have a house. I had no furniture. I had a kitchen table. That's all I had. So you don't sound very torn up about it now, but how about then? Oh, I'm telling you what. It took me a year to get over that. It, it shook me to, to my core. I wouldn't have kept that card. I would. I can't even. I can't even tell you on the radio what I would have used that card no, for. No, 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 no. I would have kept that card too, Mary Beth. They don't understand. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have gotten more mileage out of it. Why? Why bring out something that's going to tear a scab off again? Because it doesn't tear the scab off now. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. you don't understand because you're a man. Exactly. I know what I would do with it. You know, Bob, I think you'd be doing hey, more harm to yourself. It'd, it'd be softer than Scott. <laughs> yeah, softer than Scott's. Yeah, because I had been a widow before I had married him. Uh, you know, and so I thought, I've been widowed and I've been divorced. Yeah. Divorced divorce is much, much worse. Much you know, it is because um, oh, that's why I've often said, why not have the decency to die? <laughs> Because this business of you just walking around in the world, it's irritating. Exactly. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. So Listen to that belly laugh from Mary Beth. So Mary, Mary Beth, how you doing these days? You doing all right? I'm great. Thank yeah, you. You are? Okay. Why don't you, um, are you dating anyone now? Well, I am. Um, it's sort of long distance. He lives in Arizona. I was going to say, you should date a woman, then you'll have done everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's that laugh again. You're fun. I, How I, could a man leave you? You are so much fun. So you're hey, you're I, in West... I asked myself that same question. I, you're, in, you're in West Virginia, and he's in Arizona. Yes. Where do you meet? Oklahoma? I mean, how's it, how's it work out? Well, not now, because of the tornadoes and stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, how often do you see each other? I see him every couple months. As a matter of fact, he's coming here on Wednesday to drive me to Charlotte. You know, that oh, must fun. be exciting. To, to, you know, you look so forward to it, right? Yes. And the yes, romance is hot, right? The bad side of me, you know, because I'm always on my best behavior. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's works out perfectly. Where's hey, the most that's e- a secret we should have taken advantage of back in the day, Bob. What's the secret again? Uh, they, if they're at a distance, yeah. they only see you on your best behavior. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, Mary Beth, uh, in 15 seconds, the most exciting thing with the long-distance lover that you ever did. 
Well, I've only seen them like three times, so I'll have to let you know. Oh, okay. Oh, because now, right, yeah, it's four, number four is the charm, uh, yeah. huh? Okay. Yeah, he's coming Wednesday, so I'll call you back and let you know. All right. Well, enjoy right. your visit, Mary Beth. Yeah. Thank you for calling. And that other guy, good riddance to bad rubbish. Write that down. That's an original saying. Bob and Cherry want to whisk you and your bestie off for a Florida getaway. It could be a friend from grade school, high school, or even a sibling or mom or dad. You and your bestie could stay three nights at the Don Cesar, a luxury hotel located in St. Pete Beach. Known as the legendary Pink Palace, this beachfront resort is situated on the sugary white sands of the Gulf of Mexico and offers ocean views from every room. The prize also includes admission to Clearwater Marine Aquarium, Florida's Marine Life Rescue Center, admission to the Dolly Museum to explore an unparalleled collection of art and digital experiences, and a one-of-a-kind upscale dining experience aboard Yacht Starship Cruises, America's first three-diamond-rated dining yacht, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. To enter, just go to bobandsherry.com, hit the contest tab, and submit a picture of you and your bestie. Because right now, Florida is exactly where you need to be. Get away to Florida from Visit Florida and Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. It was late in the show yesterday. We were um, talking about how no matter how much you love your partner, your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, sometimes you're just really glad for them to go away for a couple days so you can have the house to yourself. And we are really obsessed with this. Like if you were to listen to the show just casually, you would go, you know, these people act like they want to be married, but what they really want is to be left the heck alone. And I know it seems that way. It's just because we so seldom are left home alone. And so Max was saying after the show ended, do you think there are people that never, ever want to be apart? Are we weird? Is there something wrong with us? Or are they weird? Is there something wrong with them? So let me ask you the question, Bob. Are the people that never spend a night apart, like, wasn't it Paul McCartney and his wife, his late wife, Linda, Linda. they had never been apart? They were are, apart are one, we... one day over the course of like 20 plus years when he was busted in uh, Japan for weed. Yeah. Are we the jail. weirdos, Bob? I think or it's a good question. Um I think I, I want to answer it this way. I, I do think they are the weirdos, but there are exceptions. There are outliers where uh, it's two people and they're just more comfortable always being together. I think they, they really are rare. Um, I was surprised. I, I knew my ex loved it when I was on the road. I mean, but there was a reason for that, which we won't get into here. But I felt that, you know, if I was going away for uh, I don't know, five days to see some friends in Connecticut and maybe eat some lobster rolls in Maine or whatever, that I was really being selfish. And I approached Mary and said, I, I don't know what to, what to tell you. You wouldn't enjoy this trip. I mean, I love traveling with you, but I don't think you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to be with Mike and Peter and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she said, oh, you have a good time. I love to be alone in my house. That was uh, lifestyle changing. For the two of us, when she said that, I know that we have a great time together. She's hysterical. We love going out to restaurants and bars together. Um, but every once in a while, just I, I feel like I get more stuff done, you know, when for she's the house. not there. Yeah. 
when she's not, I'm not there. I'm not as distracted. I will get stuff done when she's not there. And See, I, I think, think she it, just likes, you know, being in her command center, watching TV and looking at the TikToks as loud as she wants. I think that um, if Kevin were in this conversation, it would be very different for him because I travel a lot for work. And I travel to see my kids and I travel to see my mom and even just going, like, even if I just go overnight to visit one of the girls at school or I'm gone for a long weekend to see my mom, he gets like a real righteous um, break from me and he can, he can watch sports center and he can eat powdered sugar donuts and is he okay? And not take is a he okay shower. being alone? Is he okay? Because there are some it. guys. Well, there are some guys, and there are women in cars listening right now who will have their heads nodding. Where the guy just can't have her too far away, for no, whatever I mean, the he, reason is. And I think it's insecurity. It. Mm-hmm. He loves it, and he gets a lot of it. I don't get any of it. It's very rare that I'm ever, ever. Um, oh, you mean in the house because you're yeah. on the road? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, because what ends up happening is like he'll. He'll be like, um, now is this is this the weekend that you're going so and so? And I'll be like, yeah. And he goes, okay, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go fishing. And I'm like, could you yeah. please go fishing when I'm here? Could you possibly? <laughs> <laughs> anyway? Yeah, you try to get a, you're trying to get a twofer. <laughs> I mean, even a few weeks That's ago, That's a dangerous his, one. There, I, I have even, to tell you, right. Even a few weeks ago on his camping trip, he's like, so what are you going to do this weekend? Are you going to go see Olivia? I'm like, I I really, I can't because Olivia has so much schoolwork. And he's like, well, how about so-and-so? Are you going to go? I said, I'm going to stay home alone in this house and be happy. And and so we're planning, now we're planning like another weekend. And he's like, well, is that the weekend that you're doing such and such? Because maybe I'll go camping that weekend. No, 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 you're not supposed to do that on the no. weekends. You go, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I need the twofer. That's like, I, Mary will say to me, yeah, I got a doctor's appointment out of town. Oh, really? Okay. So you'd be gone three days. Hey, have you thought about really checking everything out at the Mayo Clinic? That's in Cleveland, <laughs> you know? So, Max, you be the judge. Or Doc, you be the judge. Are we? Is there something wrong with us? Doc, is it us? Be honest. No. no, Like, I'm one of the reasons why I'm kind of apprehensive about relationships and marriage and stuff, because I I kind of want us to be able to do separate things individually. I don't Mm -hmm. want to be tied to to one person all day, every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not us. See, look, Doc, of all of us, who's the most sane? Who's the Doc, less yeah, weird? Yeah. Who's yeah. the least? Who's the least bizarre? It's Doc. Doc. Yeah. He just gave know. us permission. Yeah, we have his permission to be the way we are. But let's be honest, Sherry. Aren't you surprised that anybody would not want to be with us twenty four seven? Aren't you kind of? Well, it's, <laughs> it's no wonder that they <laughs> refuse to leave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, it's Let me Bob and Sherry. We'll just leave it there. We'll just leave it there. It's, it's Bob, Bob and Sherry. Sherry. Hey, we want your help in filling the fridge for a family that could use a little bit of extra help. Go to bobandsherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Tell us about a family that needs a little bit of help putting groceries in the fridge. They could win a $100 gift card from HelloFresh and a $100 Visa gift card, and we're going to keep everybody's identity private. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. I just have to share these Facebook posts, I think, their Facebook could be Instagram, um, and I just love them, and so I want to I want to share them. The first one is, tell me about your paranormal experiences. 
and the guy says, I've been ghosted by multiple women. <laughs> I love that guy. I just love that guy. <laughs> this one is a picture of a really cute young woman. She's got a T-shirt on, a Detroit Tigers baseball cap. It's obviously the summertime, and she's on a boat. And on the left-hand side of the picture is this cute girl. And on the right side is a seal, a, a, a seal as in a seal in the ocean. A Navy so seal or the animal? What the animal. Okay. So it's the cute girl on the left, and it's the animal seal. Look, And they're both looking straight at the camera. And her father posted, um, happy 21st birthday to my beautiful daughter, Raylan, on the left. <laughs> That is such that is such a dad thing to do, isn't it? It really is. Now, this one, I don't know this is if this is true. I'm going to read it and you tell me whether or not this is just some hokum that's floating around the internet or he actually did this. Robert Pattison took an obsessed stalker out to dinner and bored her. He complained about his life the whole time and he never saw her again. You know, that's honestly, I don't know if it's true or not, but that sounds like something that he would do. I don't know his personality well enough. I mean, he seems, to, he has such a dour look. Yeah, most of it's because of the movies that he starred in. Um, Bob, I watched I've never heard movie. of anybody doing that. Isn't that interesting? It's an interesting concept. Speaking of Robert Pattinson, so um, I had had a rough night's sleep and I thought, I'm going to take a daytime nap. And I'll put a movie on to knock myself to sleep. And so I'm scrolling the channels and here's this black mm -hmm. and white movie starring Robert Pattinson and some other actor. And it's called mm -hmm. The Lighthouse. And it's the story of these two men. One of them is the lighthouse keeper. And then Robert Pattinson is like his apprentice or he's a trainee or something. And my first thought was, oh, I'm going to watch this. And if it's good, I'll tell Bob about it because... Mm -hmm. Bob loves a good lighthouse. Now, I know that mm -hmm. you're tired of being known as the man who enjoys a lighthouse so much that it doesn't matter if it's a pillow, a calendar, a candle, a movie, a sandwich. Yeah. Like, we hear like I have a Leonard building filled with this stuff. Yeah. Bob, right? I got lighthouse this, shoes. Like, yeah, everything's lighthouse. I cannot <laughs> tell you what this movie was about because it was the craziest damn thing. I have no idea what this movie was about. I have no idea if it was paranormal, if, if, if they were hallucinating. It was mm -hmm. so ridiculous. I know how much you like lighthouses and you'll do anything with a lighthouse. Skip this one. This one's not for you. Really? It just wasn't yeah. good. I, I, when, when you said that he was an apprentice to a lighthouse keeper, I was thinking to myself, how long is that program? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's something you feel like you could do, though, right? I know. Well, yeah. he did. You polish the, the guy, lamp, you know, polish the lamp. <laughs> the guy that he's apprenticing for was so ticked off. He felt so disrespected by oh, the really? um, casual way that Robert Pattinson thought he could come in and run his lighthouse oh. or possibly because I did fall asleep. One of them was completely imaginary to the other. I have no I, yeah. I, I know nothing. You know what? If you spent 30 years alone on a island or at the uh, spit of land, 
as the lighthouse keeper. And some of them are very lonely spots. If you dedicated your life to 30 years with that one structure and some young guy comes along and doesn't totally respect it, he must die. <laughs> you know? That's kind of it's, the plot of the movie. Was that the plot of the movie? Ish. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, couldn't tell you that's really. Right. And finally, uh, a woman whose name is Burb Bernacki posted this. I bet there's a couple of seconds on that medieval torture stretcher rack where it feels incredible. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I love her. She's absolutely the best. So those are my favorite of the uh, week so far. The internet is a horrible place, but once in a while... Some folks really make good use of it. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I know we are all tired of arguing about coffee. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Should you drink a lot? Should you drink a little? Should you take a bath in it? Should you have an enema? Should you chew the beans? Should you roast the beans? But I have new coffee news. Um, and this is, this is not an enema. You get to drink this one. People who put milk or cream in their coffee, yay you! You don't have to. You don't have to apologize for that or feel bad about it. Um, it turns out that coffee with milk in it has an anti-inflammatory effect on your immune cells. Really? So people who drink black coffee, you're fine. You're whatever. Don't feel attacked. But a lot of what you've always heard is, yeah, coffee's really good for you. As long as you don't put anything in it. Oh, everyone, just take a seat. Adding milk to your coffee can actually make it about twice as good for you as coffee that's black. And I cannot wait to tell the sheriff who tells me every day, I don't put any sugar or anything in my coffee. Well, congratulations. Every every day? I I think I've told Mary that once, but he says it every every day. day. Sherry, didn't you do the research? He makes me... I did do the research. He makes me a cup of coffee in the morning and puts a little bit of sugar in it, a little bit of almond milk, and then informs me that he drinks his black like a man. Um, I drink it black because I don't want to drink punch. It's just I don't like a lot of other stuff in it. But you're saying this. Uh, if, if, if it's true, what's your source there? Is your source, you know... Some My source guy. is the kooky cat lady down the street who agrees with me on everything. No. What do you mean? What is is it what, what's, the, what's the source? Is it Newsweek magazine online or is it something like that? Is it's, it something? Because um, I would it's believe a, that. It's a team of scientists out of Denmark where coffee with milk is really the most common way to drink it. They published mm-hmm. their study in the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry. Okay. which has fantastic recipes. <laughs> anyway, they published it there and they said that antioxidants, aka polyphenols, when you combine them with the amino acids in milk, have like this magical effect. I'm I'll start it tomorrow. I'm going to be adding I guess could could you add cream? I'm going to go milk all the cream, way. Milk or cream, yeah. Milk or yeah. cream. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to start doing that. You just changed my morning ritual. What do you think <gasps> about that? I'm what do so you think excited. about that? I'm yeah. so glad. Yeah. Yeah, you think I'm so inflexible. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> sure. didn't you find that psychopaths drink their coffee black? Didn't yeah, you find that I mean, to be true? Mm-hmm. So that's more reason, Bob. That's wrong, too. <laughs> you don't want to be a psychopath. Look at me. Do you want to be a psychopath? 
I with a bad immune want, system? I, I really You want to be a sickly psychopath? We work I for a sickly care. psychopath. I'm at the point, I don't care. No, shut, I've spent no, so much Listen. on kids' educations anymore. I don't you care. Know, you know that we work for a sickly psychopath. You want to be that guy? Oh, I don't want to be that guy, no. Let's get some cream right. in that coffee, mister. Right it's away. Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10.